This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Today on the VO Life, we're going to be talking to David Piper. And those of you who are involved on Fiverr and some of the groups know who David is and know he's a very successful voiceover artist and actor. And David's going to tell us how he got to where he got and how it all worked out. But let me apologize in advance. David and I tried to record on Zencaster, and we we got about three minutes in, and it just crashed, and we never could get it to work. So we had to jump over to Zoom. So I want to apologize. I don't have the normal uh, spotless audio that we normally have, but let's proceed. And welcome back to the VO Life. It's good to be back. We've had a lot of fall short uh, episodes, about 10 of those, and it's time to get back to those interviews. And this is one we've been talking about for a while, at least this guy and I have been talking about it back and forth, and we finally got to it. Let's welcome David Piper. Hello, David. Hey, Troy. How's it going, man? Man, it's going good, and it's really good to have you. I know a a lot of people are going to be anxious to hear from you because, as uh, some say, when when someone is setting the woods on fire, so to speak, people want to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that they're always asking about is secrets and this and that, and we'll get into that later, and we're going to dispel a lot of myths about secrets, I'm afraid, Mm -hmm. but... uh, but what we are going to do is talk a little mm. bit about you and and how you got into VO and what you were doing before VO. All right. Well, I always enjoy being had, Troy. So I'm welcome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So before Great. VO, um, typical, I would say, you know, Midwestern suburban dad. I'm from Texas. Um, I did a little bit of theater work before then, and I did a couple of... Um, radio things over the years, never radio broadcast, but I had friends that worked for radio companies and they'd be like, Hey David, we need like the Eagle and the edge and the DFW marketplace. And they'd be like, Hey David, we need a spot covered real quick. Can you come in and record it? Like, yeah, I got 20 minutes to kill. But I had so many friends who were doing the radio disc jockey, disc jockey job. And Mm -hmm. then the life just sucked, man. Like it's like 20 hour days. You wake up at three in the morning. The pay sucked. And I was just like, I yeah. just wasn't right for me. And I, I like, I couldn't do what I wanted to do on it. So I never, I never went down that route. Um, so I did a couple of professional things. I ended up um, falling into um, being a uh, financial partner for a restaurant chain in Texas. Uh, we had about 200 different stores across various uh, models and concepts and mm-hmm. um, went really well. I was mostly in charge of training and education and food safety and all that stuff. Um, it ended up that when COVID-19 hit for everybody, we were one of the many people were losing their job, couldn't go out, no business, uh, because of the way we were set up and the way we operated our business, um, and everyone else closing down, our business went up like 150, 200%. So I went from doing, you know, normal food service hours of like 60 hours weeks to suddenly I'm doing 70, 80 hour plus weeks. So after a year and a half of that, I was like, this, this isn't working. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'd always been told like, you know, you have a good voice. Like I'm sure most of us have. Um, Right. So I did, um, I did, you know, the, the dive, deep dive into all that I could learn 
watching all the different free YouTubes and stuff, finding as much info as possible, and started out doing ACX uh, audiobooks overnight. I'd go work a 10, 12-hour shift and then record for two hours from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. when the kids are asleep. And it ended up started getting pretty, pretty profitable just doing that. So mm-hmm. I decided eventually, like, yeah, it's time to take a leap. And I did. And here I am since. That's awesome. That's a good really? story. And, and we hear that story a lot. People start with audio books and, mm-hmm. and start part-time, which you should start part-time. You can't jump in this thing full-time. It's almost impossible. But uh, you also made another move uh, in leaving Texas and, and moving to Spain. What a big choice, yes. big change. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was um, started working remotely at home in my home studio, um, I eventually, we were looking at, it was a really good housing market to sell my market in the DFW. I'm like, we could probably make a pretty good penny and move somewhere a lot cheaper. We could move out in the boonies and probably get 200 acres of our own little homestead and get a palace for the well below what we're paying for here. So um, I started looking, you know, long view places, more out, more out in the beat. And I'm like, well, I'm not actually stuck to Texas anymore. I don't have a job here. You know, I can see my family whenever. So I started broadening the search. What about Hawaii? What about Thailand? What about Costa Rica? You know, when you can move anywhere in the world and you have that freedom, where would you choose? So late one night, I think it was like two in the morning, me and my wife were up watching Hell's Kitchen or something. I don't even remember. I turned to her and I said, hey, so what's your uh, what's your thought on if we just moved to Europe? And she was like, What? Literally, her face went blank. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. like, why Why not? And she's like, listen, I need to process this. So she slept on it and then came back the next day and was like, hey, I'm good. I'm sorry I came across a little defensive, but I'm I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we both went off and did our own research about where we'd, you know, do you want to move to Scotland? Do you want to move to Finland? So we did our own research and we came back together And not only did we come to the same conclusion on the country we want to live in, on our own research, we actually came to the very same exact city that we wanted to move to. And I'm like, that's got to be a sign. Right. Kind of what? I don't know, but it's a sign of something. Yeah. So So that's a big change, I'm sure, going from from the U.S. somewhere else. But it's it's got to be a relaxing change i mean you, you get over there things are different you know you're mm-hmm. adjusting the culture and everything else but look how how well everything else is going mm-hmm. uh you got to be enjoying it i love it oh it's so great it's so nice here i can imagine it's such a cool i can life. only imagine yeah they have it they have it, they have a lot of good ideas here like mm-hmm. it's rubbing off on me yeah yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> that's good so you started out with uh, the ACX stuff. Was the next step getting into Fiverr to do more of the commercial stuff or what was your next step? Yeah, I um, I explored all the options. So I like I went and looked at all the different things, the voice jungles, the Fiverr, Upwork, people per hour. I saw all of those and I kind of was trying to do um, lateral branding as I was going. For mm-hmm. some reason, like I went to go create my Fiverr account. I remember back in like July or August, a couple of years. And um, I went to go enter my name, David Piper VO, as my username. And it's like, yeah, you're not allowed to use your name as your username. And so I'm like, well, I got it. I don't have another name. So I had to come up like in five minutes. I'm like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I'm like, all right, let me come up with branding now all of a sudden. I'm like, what do I do for branding? 
So it's kind of like you make decisions in the right moment and the best ones you can, and you can always change it later. Like I've changed branding, naming, logos a bunch. I'm still working on website and logo and all that stuff right now. So, but yeah, I think, I think I put feelers out everywhere, but I think Fiverr is kind of what took off mostly for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it yeah. is a, a great platform, a great place, not only to start, but to endure, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, and as you know, a lot of people know, uh, some see it as a, a kickstart or somewhere I'll go and I'll, I'll learn and then I'll, I'll go get a bunch of agents and I'll do this and that, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's great. Everybody's got their plan. But we're, we're all seeing that Fiverr is also a place where you can get some really good business. It's not just yeah. the bottom of the barrel that, you know, it's there, of course, there's mm-hmm. some of that there. Um, so as you got into it and you were saying about your growing and your direct marketing, and and now it seems like you're really going after your social media presence a lot more, mm-hmm. which I, I, you know, I noticed that I follow you know, a lot of different people and I really like the way you're doing it. It's a really nice Thank directed yeah. approach. Um, so mm-hmm. currently, when you look at your balance of business right now, mm-hmm. uh, are you looking for to make a shift or are you looking to just maintain and build for in all directions? I'm kind of, I'm really liking the homeostasis right now, like kind of where I'm, where I'm leveling and kind of like the output of my energy based on the feedback that's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, every, the thing is every single website, every single process, every single workflow or funnel is going to have its pros and cons. So, right. You know, when I first started on Fiverr, I was hearing all these tales of the mecca that is pay-to-play sites and how amazing. And that's when you're on those and you're competing and you're landing jobs. Those are where the big jobs are. And I finally, like, I made sure I was good. I had a solid demo before I went on there. I wanted to really be prepared so I could come out of the gate running. And I got on those platforms and I'm like, this is, this work is worse than I'm getting on Fiverr. The rates are atrocious. Like, this is not the mecca that I've been led to believe it is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's occasionally like there's something decent, but the average everyday run of the mill jobs, I'd say lower price points than I was getting through other avenues. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that is a, uh, a phenomenon that a lot of people don't want to believe. And and Mm -hmm. it's a shame they don't because there is a lot of good work on Fiverr. And yeah, there's, there may only be a handful of people getting it, which Mm. as it should be, it's a handful of people getting the uh, top-notch work off the other platforms as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing, the the thing that is disheartening to me with some of the other platforms is unless you are really anteing up and you're paying these platinum memberships, you're not seeing the auditions quickly enough to even compete. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. hundred percent. One of the things that I feel like you may be one of the best at is customer service and the way you're able to respond to people in certain situations. I Mm -hmm. just think you're excellent at that. You pass a lot of good free advice to other people on that. Um, How key is that in in building your business? Honestly, I think if you were going to measure everything up against each other, um, experience, talent, and your communication abilities, I think communication wins out versus the other two every day. Mm -hmm. It's not always going to be the most talented, the most experienced person who gets the job. Sometime someone, a client, all they need is someone who understands what they're trying to do and can just do the work for them in on time and not a difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime a client, unless you've worked with them before, um, hires you, they're taking a gamble on you. They're right. very rarely like is the, is their own livelihood and income not reliant on your performance. So I think a big thing that a lot of voice actors do is they kind of wrap up every situation and scenario on their own, you know, sense of ego in the situation. What do I deserve? What am I earning? How am I going to get paid? How am I going to get screwed? What am I going to get out of it? And I always tell people you need to shift how you're focusing that. Don't worry about your step in the process. Ideally, you don't matter. You're just the end piece to get them the result they need. It's about their product. It's about Mm -hmm. their situation. You need to be a cheerleader for them. Right. And that's where the focus and the shift happens. Right. Yeah. Your job is to solve their problem. It's it's not to create a problem. It's to solve their problem. Exactly. Um, Another big step that you had had done recently is working with Chuck Duran and getting your uh, pro demo done. Uh, great video out there on that. Thank tell you, us about that. Tell us about that experience prior to to getting to that video and the recording. All of the background work that mm-hmm. Chuck and Stacy do to get to get things ready yeah. to get to know you and to get to be sure that they hone in on on mm-hmm. your talent to make it come through in the demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of like one of this thing that like is this mystical thing that you never see behind the scenes of. It's just. It's talked about as just one of the five steps to success in voiceover is get a demo. But nobody goes and like explains what that process is ever. It just, it's this mystical thing. And so I think one of the key aspects and one of the things that I was looking for is someone who could really break down and humanize the process instead of, you know, I think it's really easy to think about when you're producing a demo. Um, Tens of thousands of people are going to hear this and my job and the likelihood of me being hired, this isn't just one, how, how nervous are people before one interview? You know, you're pretty nervous trying to get a job, having an interview. Well, this is like 20,000 interviews all at once. And so I needed someone who could take that out of my head and turn it into just a couple of people hanging out and having fun for an hour or so. And, -hmm. you know, at the end of it, like whatever comes. So I did a ton of research. I even produced my own demo, which you've seen like my BMW spots and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. I produced my own demo because I was like, I want to make sure that I understand it completely. So I'm going to do it before I can hand it off to someone else to do it better. Mm -hmm. I needed, I need to know that I was, I understood it enough to be competent at it, to be able to know like, all right, I've reached the end of my comp. I can't go any further. Now I need someone to take me else. And I think that's the right time to invest. Right. I agree. Totally. I, I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of people who unfortunately get caught on the front end yeah. in one of these, uh, we'll run you through the mill for mm-hmm. six weeks and we'll do a demo. Then you can mm-hmm. go out and start getting work. And it's yeah. just, that's, that's a really tough road reality. to take. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hard. not. It's, it, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and those folks who have absolutely no experience have done no coaching or anything. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they got a pro demo and then they get their first order and they're panicking. I've seen this in yeah. the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I've got an order. How do I deliver? Uh, how do I, you know, what, what file type do I use? And mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, it's amazing to me yeah. how that goes. Um, uh, kind of uh, jumping ahead on a couple other things here, the, the, the dream accounts or a dream 
uh, something that you'd love to land. Uh, I think we all have those. For me, I would love to be, I, I don't ever expect to be a national spokesperson for mm-hmm. Chevy Silverado or Ram, but I would love to do regional car spots. And I've been fortunate to do a few of those lately. Um, what are what are the things that you're looking for that say, man, that's really what I'd love to do in VO? Yeah, I feel you. Um, to be honest with you, like, it's really hard for me to like future project into something like that. Like imagine myself as the voice for Ford truck or like MasterCard or something like that. It's more like I treat each specific job as it's important because it's important to the person. That's Mm -hmm. like, and that's part of that shift that I have. It's, I don't treat everyone like, well, you're not a big deal. You don't have a good budget. So I'm, you're not my goal. So I'm not going to work hard on your project. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing a game trailer for a little indie project like this. It it's maybe it's one of like 20 orders I have in a day, but for this person I'm doing it for, like this is four years of their life. They've devoted to it. Right. And that's, those are the projects that are really, really cool to me. Like those are the ones that resonate. I think the best project I've had, and I don't know if anything's going to top it. Um, there was a, um, an 82 year old, a Marine veteran who was going south quick. Um, and he, um, he had throat cancer and he couldn't talk anymore. Um, and he uh, wanted to give his wife a present before he passed. Mm-hmm. And so he reached out to me. He was still able to type and his, his sons were helping him reach out and talk to me. On this first date with his wife, like, 60 years ago, he had written her a poem right after he met her and gave it to her before the date was even over. And it was a part of their marriage vows and it was a part of their life and it meant the world to them. Mm -hmm. And he wanted her to hear it one last time with the same passion and energy that he felt the first time he said it. Mm -hmm. And he came to me and asked me to do that. He had a recording of him saying it 50 years ago, it, I could barely hear any words, but I could, I could hear his cadence, the rhythm and his emotion behind it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do an impression of you, but I can try to capture your emotion and your feeling in this. And mm-hmm. I, I gave him that just a poem over a little bit of music. And he sent me a photo of him and his, him and his wife, like on the bed, there, crying as they're listening to it. Wow. And yeah. ugh, that's like, I, you can't, I don't care about Ford. Like I, they're great car. They're great trucks. That to me, that's, right. that's my perfect. Right. That's right. what I, that's what I love. Yeah. And that's our job to move yeah. people. You know, it is to get that, make an emotional connection. And if you, you know, we're not reading, we can, we tell people that, you know, in 80 episodes of these podcasts, anybody can read, but very mm-hmm. few people can emotionally connect. And that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. So, uh, so many new people in this past year jumping into voiceover, it has really gotten crowded. There's thousands of gigs on Fiverr, you know, thousands Mm -hmm. of people that have gotten in. Um, People that are out there even thinking now, well, I I still, I want to get in. I'm really Mm -hmm. interested in this. What advice do you give those folks and how to proceed? Um, You have to find a way to be able to market yourself uniquely in a given space. If you're just 
the same price as everyone else, the same look as everyone else. Nothing about you stands out. You're not reaching out to, you're just waiting for, business is never gonna come to you. It's never gonna come to you. It never has and it never will for anybody. No one's gonna show up and go, we're hiring you. Like there has to be the chase. You have to want to provide a service and for a customer. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the biggest things you have to do is you have to find your own unique way of providing your value proposition to your customer. Mm-hmm. When I came about, they were still pretty, pretty diluted. And there was still 20,000 active gigs in voiceover when I started. Like it was a lot. Um, it was after COVID. So everybody had gotten set up. Um, right. I, di- I did everything I could so I could still be just different enough that I would stand out. So instead of doing, you know, a voiceover gig, I did, I did my research and I'm like, hmm, if I look up business narration, there's only like five people that show up in the results. So I made my main, my main audio gig, business narration. That was my number one. That was my main. And it, it's, it brought, like I saw the numbers and it was an untapped SEO. No one had done it. People were searching for it, but nobody had a gig around that. Right. And then um, instead of like an intro demo or an intro video, I did something that like, you know what? I got a cool idea. Um, The Snapchat filters and stuff like that were coming around where it turns you into like a cartoon character. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed one of those where I turned into like a Disney Pixar character. I stood in front of a green screen and I did my intro like, hey, I'm David. It's nice to meet you. And it looked like a cool drawn animation, like for Pixar. Right. And I got a lot of response where it made me, it was just different than everything Mm -hmm. anyone else was doing. Right. And that worked for me. And you know, you can't replicate that. You have to do your thing to be different. Exactly. Be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself and and use the the qualities of yourself. A lot of people are so, like you said, they're trying so hard to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I know some of the other questions that people always have, and and you feel these online, but but we may have some people that haven't uh, heard some of your reactions. There are are people who say, well, some people just get a golden ticket on Fiverr. Some people just happen (laughs) to know the magic bullets. (laughs) And and you just typically hit on no, because you did some things differently. So uh, there's not a, uh, they don't come out and wave Mm. a magic wand over certain people. It's, it's hard Mm. work and it's how you position yourself and it's getting the social presence. So uh, uh, talk a little about that, that, you know, there's, there's not really a magic formula to beat the algorithm. You just got to fall in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is to under promise and over deliver every single delivery I've ever done. I follow that. I under promise. I over deliver. I tell you, it's going to take seven days turnaround on this project. You know what? I deliver it in four and I give you three versions of it. And they're going to be completely different. But I don't think there's ever been, I don't think there's ever been a single order where even the $5 ones when I was starting out, I'd send, you know, generally the feedback will fall one of two ways. We either want it neutral, no emotion, flat, informational. We want it high energy or we want it low energy. So I just deliver all three, even if they didn't ask for it. Mm -hmm. It took me three minutes compared to one. You know, I need the practice anyway. So I would always over deliver and I would build up clientele that would 
keep coming back again and again, reviewed me strongly. I think I was, there was actually a point, I think I talked with my success manager sometime last year, I don't remember what it was, where I was the number one highest rated private review seller on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't believe. I thought he was fluffing me, but yeah, it was. There was a point where I was the highest private rated reviewed guy, mm-hmm. and so I, I can absolutely believe that because I, I can see the efforts you put into that and the efforts you uh, where someone will post that they've had this issue. How should I respond? Mm-hmm. And your responses are always golden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's wonderful that you mm-hmm. help people like that. Thank you. Um, yeah. Now. What's what's the plan going forward? Is is it to continue, as you said earlier, continue the same thing? You're pretty happy with where you are, or do you see a little more social media, a little more marketing, or or what's what's in David's future? Well, I've been, I mean, largely enough, Fiverr kind of like it runs its own beast. Once you get it going, you can be pretty hands off. It'll take care of itself if you just deliver stuff as it comes in and respond to messages enough. It's a pretty nice vehicle and funnel to create enough work through there. And so I have the extra time where I don't need to market through Fiverr anymore because the business is coming to me that I'm taking the time to go out and do mostly direct sales and stuff like that. It's I don't I don't have an agent currently. I've had a couple reach out to me. I'm always interested in what they hear. You know, a lot of times you're having to be your own advocate as you go through sales and direct marketing, stuff like that. It'd be kind of nice every once in a while to have someone do that for me. But I love that process. Like, I love the process of talking to someone. I think a lot of people approach negotiations and pricing specifically in direct marketing and business in general from this like really adversarial interaction. They're like, I need to make sure I'm getting what I'm worth and he's going to try to screw me over. But it's but it's never that I've never run into that situation. And Mm -hmm. even if someone is trying to pay the least amount, I understand like he whoever they are, they have a family to support. They want to be profitable. I'm always like, if your goal, if your goal is just to spend the least amount, I understand and respect that. I'm probably not a good partner. And no worries. And I want to find that out as soon as I can in an interaction too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, outside of going through, um, through Chuck and Stacy and, and receiving, mm-hmm. you know, as they coach you through your demo and you mentioned some theater background, have you done any other private coaching or is this just, this is just David's natural thing? Oh, well, thank you. It's all, no, no, it's, it's, there's a, there's always a little bit of raw natural clay that you start out with, but I think it's all, I, like I tell people, you have to view things through the lens and it's, it's kind of an unfortunate thing in our industry that the prominent voices of wisdom are through the lens of people selling a product. And mm-hmm. the product is voiceover coaching. The biggest wisdom you get from in the voiceover industry is from people who want to sell you their voiceover coaching. And so almost always, even though it's good advice, the advice is always get coaching. And I'm like, yes, that is one of the best things you can do, but it's not always the right thing at the right moment. Um, I have gotten coaching. I went to um Elaine Clark, um, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Wisner, uh, Mark Cashman. Um, I'm seeing David Alden right now for promo work. Like, I really believe you should, you should always reinvest in your talent to grow, to be better. There's never a time where you should stop developing, stop learning. But there's so many different avenues. I mean, there's so many different business acumens that you can go through. There's so many things right. to learn at all steps. Right. 
Yeah, and there's there's the business side you can be coached on. And as you said specifically, whether it's radio imaging, it's promotion, it's commercial VO, uh, you can be coached in those directions. I also believe mm-hmm. you can get yourself into a realm of getting overcoached too mm-hmm. much and you're yeah. thinking too much and then <clears throat> your reads become really reedy because you're overthinking them. Um, yeah, 100%. so that's a danger. Yeah, Honestly, it's a danger people like, fall into. To, and I'll I'll be the first one to say it. When you saw um pretty popular right now, I my demo production video with Chuck and Stacy on Demos the Rock, um, I they give you the scripts probably three, four weeks ahead of time. And I'm an over-prepare, worry wart. I study things 9,000 times before I do it once. Mm-hmm. And so like, I actually, oh, I over-prepared on my script and I actually threw my voice out trying to practice it a thousand times a day before I was going in there. And it became an issue. Like I got there that day and I had to like take frequent breaks because I literally was like, I, my vocal cords were worn at that point of the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it can yep. absolutely, and, and thankfully, you know, he did a really good job and it doesn't come across in the video or the demo production, but it did mm-hmm. happen. So, yeah, yeah, it can happen mm-hmm. for sure. David, a very well-rounded career off to a fantastic start. I've really wow. enjoyed watching your progress. And um, thank you. Uh, if there's any other mm-hmm. advice you want to pass along to all these new folks out there, <clears throat> uh, let's just, let's just let it rip. Sure. I think, I think at the end of the day, what I always have to say is, you, it's my mantra is always be a cheerleader for your client, whatever form that takes it. They're trying so hard. The person you're talking to isn't text on a screen. They're not a number. They're not a price. They're not an algorithm. They're not a username. It's a person. It's a person who wants to work with you, you know, and treat it like you're someone like, honestly, like if you're a waiter, like, and someone's asking you, hey, I really want the mozzarella sticks. Would, would there be a huge negotiation and a huge tough process about it? You'd be like, oh, I'd love to sell you mozzarella sticks. Sure, they're just $4.99. You want to get some? Your process should be the exact same. Know your process, explain your process, be a good communicator, and be an advocate for the person you're working with. If you do those, you're going to be fine. Yeah, anytime. I'm always available. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Same over here, man. This has been The BO Life with Troy Holden. If you'd like to consult with Troy one-on-one, visit his website and schedule time at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Join the BO Live Facebook page and interact with other new voice talent. Join the VO workouts or the midweek meetup on the VO Live page events. And be sure and leave a review on Apple and let us know what you'd like us to cover on the podcast. You can also get all of the episodes on Troy's YouTube page. Just search for Troy Holden Voices. That boy is everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Next thing you know, he'll have a streaming TV show. God forbid. And I will. This was the VO Life. It's over. For now. Yay! Oh, aren't you all so glad?